I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Introducing Barker and Stonehouse Garden Furniture. Find inspiration for your outdoor space with our stylish collections of garden furniture and accessories, now with up to 25% off. Visit one of our 11 nationwide stores or find us online at barkerandstonehouse.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Cheshire, home to the annual celebration of all things horticultural, the RHS Flower Show, Tatton Park. You're listening, of course, to the RHS Gardening Podcast. And today we're joining the visitors, enjoying a wealth of displays, talks, workshops, design, farming, fermentation and garden innovation and much more besides here at Tatton Park. There's delicious food and specialist nurseries packed with a range of plants to tempt any keen gardener, all set in this beautiful, stunning parkland. I'm Catherine Potts-Cedes and I'm the Head of Shows Development for the RHS. I'm joined by Isabel Coulter, the show manager for the RHS Flower Show, Tassum Park. Isabel, what's the big highlight this year at Tassum Park? Oh, we've got so much going on at the show this year, but I think some of my personal highlights are our Bug Hub Dome and Theatre. We've gone insect crazy this year, so we've got this new discovery feature where gardeners can find out how they can learn to live with some of their bugs and insects that they find in their gardens. We've got the RHS entomological team there who are running a slug survey. We've got information on aphids and also how to encourage more pollinators into your garden. And um, there's a lot here for kids, isn't there, in the Greenfields area? And you've got loads of schools taking part in a fantastic gardening competition. Can you tell us a bit more about what's going on there? Yeah, so kids go free to the show. So we like to try and create um, lots of family-friendly content. So we've got a dedicated family area called Greenfields, which has got lots of fun, free activities, including face painting, clay bug making, planting for pollinators and we also have our 24 school gardens who have each been given a separate insect that their garden's inspired by and some of them are truly exciting and fantastic. I'm amazed I saw some fantastic model slugs in one of the gardens which were really really interesting so the kids have really shown some fantastic creativity there with their garden briefs but we've also got two categories of garden here that are very unique to uh, Tatton Park we have the back-to-back gardens um, they're very important to the show and uh, I think this year has been a slight change so tell us more about what's going on with the back-to-backs this year yeah so those who have been to Tatton before know that the back-to-backs are a classic staple of Tatton Park They come in one set size normally, but this year we've actually created a double back-to-back category. So normally they're six by four, but the double offers designers that double experience of a back-to-back. 
and they're really lovely all of them are very unique and different but give visitors those ideas for their own back garden so sort of big ideas for small spaces that's brilliant to have some fantastic take-home ideas for everyone and we've got some fantastic growers here and a whole area devoted to fruit and vegetable and grow your own uh, in the dig-in theatre and also um, in the propagation station outside yeah so our new dig-in area is the home of everything grow your own and edible so we've got lots of edible nurseries in there selling their finest seeds and fruit and veg Uh, we've also got our summer fruit and veg competition where amateurs have entered all of their various uh, favorite fruits or vegetables so there's some giant leeks in there there's some perfectly formed gooseberries and then the propagation station as you mentioned is our new back to basics gardening area so people can learn how to pot up how to grow that perfect vegetable lots of back to basics ideas And we're here at the moment in the floral marquee. It is a hive of activity. There are people everywhere buying loads of glorious plants. We're right next to uh, Dibley's nursery stand uh, who grow wonderful streptocarpus and they come all the way from Wales to the show here. What are some of your favourites here and in the plant hub where we've got our plant societies? Oh, there's so, so many lovely things here. I think um, my wallet's going to get hit quite hard. But we've got some diorama Frycolin diorama and we also have the master grower which is chrysanthemum direct so we have master growers at all of our shows but this year's is the chrysanthemum direct and they've put on an amazing display actually showing visitors what it takes to grow a chrysanthemum from beginning to end Um, so yeah visitors do need to check that out and our plant hub is home to our national plant societies and plant heritage so those looking for like real expert amateurs can go in there and get top tips on their sweet peas uh, and all sorts thank you isabel for that fantastic rundown there's so much to see and do this year it's a really splendid show and we're open until the 21st of july there's still some tickets available so come and join us you can book tickets at rhs.org.uk forward slash shows let's go and meet some of the people who've created this year's spectacular event I'm Dr Stephanie Bird. I'm a scientist in plant health at RHS Wisley. We are sat in the bug hub at the moment, surrounded by people looking at the variety of insects we have in our garden. We're very lucky to have some huge models of things that are otherwise incredibly tiny. Behind me, there's a parasitoid wasp. Um, It's approaching an aphid from behind, getting ready to lay its egg inside the aphid. It's an example of some of the natural biocontrol agents we have as alternative to pesticides. In the centre, we have a garden allotment set up. There's some sweet corn in the middle, some lettuces, onions, cabbages, marigolds, nasturtiums. So some of the plants that are commonly grown and that people might have problems with. So with cabbages, you might have uh, the cabbage white butterfly and the nasturtiums might be eaten by slugs. And And around the outside, we have microscopes and examples of insects that people can look underneath the microscope. So we have ladybirds and cinnabar moths, honeybees and bumblebees. We have the slug hub where my colleague Imogen is trying to advertise her slug survey, getting people to look in their garden and identify what slugs we have because they're not all bad. Lots of information, lots of bugs, and it's very bright and colourful. There are ways to manage your garden so that it's healthier, like practising crop rotation 
and not applying so many pesticides to give natural biocontrol a chance to, to start to work. Some pesticides affect beneficial insects. So if you've got a plant that's got aphids, you might have lacewing larvae on the plant eating the aphids. There might also be like other insects like hoverfly larvae on the plant, and these are beneficial pollinating insects. So if you're treating your plant with an insecticide, you'll be unintentionally harming these other ones which you quite want to be there. There's a famous quote from the Little Prince. It's something like, one must endure the presence of a couple of caterpillars if you wish to become acquainted with the butterflies. Even though some of these larval stages you don't like, you don't get on with, you do want the adult invertebrates because they're attractive, they can be educational, and they make gardens a nice place to to visit. Hello, my name's David Hedges-Gow. I'm a lawn consultant and a lawn expert. We're actually stood outside uh, the new feature for the IHS, which is Motown. The purpose of what we tried to do um, was try to get people to understand the plants in their garden. I'm talking of the lawn plants, of course. We've got a couple of main species of, of lawn grass. I find it quite obviously rare that people don't know the plant that they're actually working on. We know most other plants in our garden uh, by name, but we don't um, know the characteristics and the grass species we have in our lawn. So what we've done is give four little sections of uh, different species of grass, two of them native, that will be in most people's garden. A bit of a new kid on the block, I suppose, um, in probably more modern grass, and uh, then something in between as well. I think what we're trying to do really is to get people to understand that, you know, this plant covers 25% of our planet. It grows very easily in many, many places with no management. So uh, I always question why is it that it goes wrong in our back garden? So uh, what we're trying to give people is some very simple advice on the characteristics of the plants that are actually in their garden to make it much, much simpler to create a lovely lush lawn. Name's Christine Hancock and I live near Skipton in North Yorkshire. It's our first visit here. Uh, I've been to Chelsea a few times and Hampton Court and various others, but first time here. We'll come back. People should come to Tatton because it's more intimate and we like that. I'm Tracy Snell. I'm garden manager for the Woodland and Estate at RHS Garden Bridgewater. So the show garden that's here at Tatton this year is very much a taster of play that we're going to have through our woodland areas at Bridgewater. So it's very much picking up on the playful elements, connection with nature, connection with horticulture and plants that we want children to really have a fun and playful experience with. The garden, if you looked at it as if you were a bird looking down, it's kind of an S-shape and that's formed by a grass mound which has a tunnel through it and a number of listening tubes that run all the way along those mounds and that allows you to stand at one end of the garden and shout to your friend further down it and you can either talk to the grotto, the tunnels. There's a large grotto structure and that's taken inspiration from some of the scout elements on site and so it's quite a large, dark modern structure but you can go inside it there's little boxes that you can feel and find out what's it of dare your friend to touch what's inside you're not quite sure what's in there um, there's a little water feature but it's also a good space for hiding imaginative play and also for storytelling 
The rest of the garden is a couple of glades. You've got more of a wooded glade that's got a lot of planting, like hydrangeas, um, ferns and grasses, as well as tree structure created by birches. And then the next area's got a number of boulders, and they're to sit and allow you to climb on, sit, storytell, talk to your friends. And that's set within a kind of longer grassed area, and that's a reflection of some of the wooded glades that we've got where we're setting play at Bridgewater. I'd like people to take away that we're really considering play and children's experiences at Bridgewater so that it's very much going to be a garden for the family and people to come along and enjoy and also the playful elements that we want to recreate not just in the play space but around other parts of the garden. We'll be talking much more about the exciting new 5th RHS garden in Bridgewater later in the year on this podcast. Each year, Tassin is really proud to host the Young Designer Competition. This is a fantastic garden design competition where young designers are able to come and have their first experience of building a show garden at one of our flower shows. I'm back here with Isabel, who just this morning saw all the designers being awarded their medal by Sue Biggs. Isabel, can you tell us a bit more about the background and the detail about the competition and how it takes place? Yeah, so I mean, it really has been a a launch pad for so many people's careers, but um, it's now in its 11th year. It's open to those aged 28 years and under, and essentially it is giving first-time designers that chance to launch their careers into the horticultural design world. Um, So yeah, we've had four finalists this year, and they've done so well. Each garden is very unique this year. We've got one that's inspired uh, by the Scottish Highlands, another one that's actually tackling the topic of xylella, which is a plant disease. But yeah, each designer has worked so hard over the year they've had mentorship by um, Mark Gregory and Catherine McDonald from Landform and they've really grown and developed and it's so exciting now that they've got their medals and that they can enjoy the show. And so tell us a little bit about the Winner's Garden this year, what's uh, been the inspiration behind that? Um, so as I mentioned it's actually the one that's been tackling the topic of the plant health um, issue, Zyella. Um, so the designer chose that topic, obviously quite a topical one within the horticultural industry, but also he wanted it to raise awareness um, amongst our, our general public and visitors about this disease that's taken over in Italy and Spain and it's affecting a lot of our popular garden plants. Um, so a lot of the plants featured are either ones that are susceptible to the disease or ones that could be maybe an alternative if the disease was to hit our country. So yeah, it's a really interesting design. It's also very pretty and beautiful so it's hopefully going to attract a lot of attention because of that and get everyone talking and learning more about Zyella. That's great. And tell us a little bit about people who previously won the competition and what they've gone on to. I know that there's been many designers that have started their careers here at Tatton Park and we see them quite often now at some of our other shows too. Yeah, I mean, certainly a lot of designers have gone on um, to exhibit at the Chelsea Flower Show and Hampton Court Palace. Others have actually just kick-started their business. They haven't necessarily wanted to carry on in shows, but they've used it as an opportunity to market themselves and springboard into the future. So, I mean, this year we've had Will Williams design a garden for Viking Cruises at Hampton Court, and a lot of old designers have actually been working together. So Tamara Bridge, who won the competition in 2015, I think, is working with her fellow finalist, Kate Saville, to actually join in a design partnership and are doing many shows now and many private works. So yeah, it's great. I think it's just a good opportunity to learn a huge amount in a short amount of time and then go off on their next adventure. And we're lucky enough to hear from the winner of the Young Designer competition now. 
my name is Christian Rie and I'm really pleased to have just won the Young Designer of the Year award. Feels fantastic and really pleased with what the team have put together over the last two weeks. So the garden is uh, nine by nine, so it's 81 square meters, about 50 square meters of planting, so there's about a thousand plants in there. And um, the garden's theme is all about the plant disease Xylella. I wanted to bring a message to the show and as well as creating kind of a beautiful garden space that people could take planting ideas and inspiration home, also educate the public. So at the centre of the garden is a beautiful multi-stem olive tree, which is kind of symbolic of the disease, one of the plants that have been most severely affected. And then picking up on that Mediterranean theme using lots of other at-risk garden favourites like lavender and rosemary. Towards the rear of the garden there's a beautiful sandstone feature wall which um, has this fantastic carving into it which explains how the bacteria works. I feel as a designer working within the industry there's quite a lot of awareness but perhaps it's not a topic which has kind of penetrated into the public consciousness as of yet. So I thought that the show would be a great opportunity to present that to um, the public and the RHS membership and really get people involved in proactively tackling this issue. We're working alongside AFA, DEFRA and the Bridget Project to raise awareness at the show and give people some great kind of tips that they can use to um, keep pests and disease out of the country. I'd like to think that um, having a strong message and having a meaning to the garden was something that the judges would have liked and also I think um, at a flower show it's important to have lots of planting because it's a bit of a crowd pleaser and the public like to see so hopefully when people look at the garden it'll be something which they think is both beautiful but also has a strong message as well. I hope that um, the public first of all view the garden just as a beautiful space. The brief for the competition was to design a feel-good garden which I think we've done and I hope that people will have some inspiration to take home to their own garden. But secondly, I hope that the garden will inform people about the disease and inspire them to take action to keep Xyella from entering the UK through the kind of small everyday steps that we can all do. So whether it's buying from UK nurseries, asking our suppliers, whether it's garden centres or nurseries, about their biosecurity measures, and just being a little bit more mindful about kind of our role within the wider horticultural industry. People have been very complimentary, which is always nice to hear, but also people have been keen to engage with the message and ask the question, oh, so, you know, if that's the case, what, what do I do if I want to buy some lavender? And it's not a case of saying, you can't have these plants in your garden. It is just simply about being a little bit more mindful about where we source from and just buying plants responsibly. The message that Christian's design embodies is one that the RHS plant health teams are keen to emphasise this summer in the Don't Risk It campaign. Our science teams are encouraging visitors to enjoy visiting gardens abroad, but to please not bring plants or garden materials back to the UK. I am Frini Drisu and I'm a plant health scientist in the RHS. So Silella is a bacterium that causes in Europe the quick olive decline syndrome. The name comes from the xylem, which is a water transport system of the plant. And because it lives there, it blocks how the water transmits from the roots to the top of the plant. And the plant eventually will have symptoms of squats, die back, and eventually will die. Silella is not present in the UK, 
the story so far it was it arrived in Italy with plant trade and in fact if the olive trees in 2013 was recognized as a problem there and now it has spread across Europe so the main aspect is not to bring it in the UK United Kingdom so people should be aware don't bring plants from abroad in their baggage when they're going on holidays when they buy plants in the UK they have to be sure that they fulfill all the criteria the best security requirements so trustworthy perspires plant passports so that they have all the history of the plants that have been inspected and they are healthy and obviously prefer UK grown plants so the Bridget project that we are now here part of it is to raise the awareness and also we're giving information on our website and the RHS website I have to say about how the symptoms are on plants also we're trying to find more about the insect vectors so we carry on a survey about these insects that they transmit so we're asking people to submit findings of the cuckoo spit so hopefully if it comes to the UK when it comes to the UK we will know more and we can we will be able to tackle it when you're going on holidays don't bring cuttings of plants or everything you find in your baggage if you spot something in your garden that is warning, then you can always contact Afa and Defra. So the important message there is have a great holiday abroad, but please bring back photos, not flowers. Well, that's all we have time for in today's podcast recorded here during the first day of the RHS Flower Show Tassen Park. I hope that's given you a taste and inspired you to come and visit later in the week. The ice cream's not too bad either. We'll be back in a fortnight, and until then, from me, Catherine Potsides, and all of us here in Cheshire, goodbye. I'm walking down the path in my garden, and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilise the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine, and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.